0: Uh, I guess I did.
1: Fantastic. Here,
0: okay. um, some of you might know that about a year ago, I uh, mentioned that I was doing my uh, thesis. um tried to get my master's degree in psychology, and uh, I have uh, completed my um, thesis project, and I would like to uh, talk about it. So basically what I'll do is I'll just give you... Uh, just a basic outline of it and what I did and what I found. And then I'll take some uh, questions over that. Fantastic. Um, so basically, um, I wanted to do, uh, something in psychology that was, uh, sort of a topic that we all struggle with, especially here on the board. And one of the things that usually comes up is, um, self attack. And, um, I went to my professors about this, and I asked them if there was anything literature about self-attack. And, well, they said uh, it's not really called self-attack, it's called uh, high self-criticism. And so I went and I looked at literature, and there's just like a ton of stuff in, in the psychology literature, but literature about high self-criticism. And um, basically what happens with um, high self-criticism is, uh, you know, for example, you have, A parent who's um, you know, uh, not satisfied with their child, you know, they're kind of abusive, so they they're very highly um, uh, they highly criticize their child and this child ends up internalizing that criticism and then then, and then later on in life we uh, see um, different manifestations of this self-criticism. So, for example, um, this high self-critic will end up getting into relationships with people who are very judgmental towards them and highly critical of them, and so on. Now, there, um, a famous psychologist named uh, Alfred Adler, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he sort of talks about how this uh, self-criticism later on in life is, uh, is a way, although a, a maladaptive way, to safeguard self-esteem. The hidden motive with high self-criticism is uh, self-enhancement to protect their ego and so forth. They uh, safeguard their self-esteem through aggression and withdrawal. And this faulty self-esteem is very sensitive to success and failures and, you know, they're very sensitive to other people, criticizing them and so on. Um, They do, self-critics do tend to keep uh, their standards at a safe low level because, you know, they're afraid of failure. Uh, They do have a tendency to attack themselves by uh, becoming perfectionists. You know, they set the standard way too high and then they fail and they attack themselves. And, you know, the the strategy of aiming low is also used to communicate to people that little should be expected of them. And that also safeguards their self-esteem. And after failures, they suffer like everybody else. But this self-criticism kind of cushions the blow. So, you know, you kind of see how, you know, from their uh, childhood origins to, as an adult, you know, this criticism from the parents ends up carrying over with them. And this is the reason why they don't get help for it, because it kind of maintains itself. And, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff about self-criticism. The the least stuff that's been uh, done on it is uh, with uh, parenting, And a little is said about the parents of self critics. So, uh, I want to do a thesis project exploring that, see if I could find out anything else about the um, parents of self critics. So, um, I looked up in the literature uh, things about parenting styles. In psychology, a really popular thing about parenting styles is uh, these uh, particular parenting styles called authoritarian. Permissive and authoritative. Authoritarian parents, uh, they, as the name suggests, they always try to maintain authority and control over their children. They set strict rules and they punish their children punitively if they don't follow those rules. Permissive parents, uh, they give up most of their control of their children. They, they're kind of laissez-faire type of parents. You know, they make few if any rules. And what's also interesting about permissive um, parents by and by is that uh, children of these parents uh, tend to be narcissists later on in their life, because they essentially they have to raise themselves. And the last style is uh, the authoritative. Uh, these uh, parents are described as trying to help their children to become responsible for themselves and think about the consequences of their behavior. Uh, They provide uh, reasonable expectations for their children, and they try to reward children for good behavior rather than whether they follow the rules or not. So I had the idea of seeing if I could combine the two and thinking that authoritarian parents would lead to self-critical children. So I set up a study where I give um, some college students mm-hmm. taking an intro psychology class, I give them these questionnaires. Two of the questionnaires were designed to uh, have them classify the mother and then the father on these um, various parenting styles. And then the middle uh, questionnaire was designed to uh, measure their level of mm-hmm. self-criticism. Unfortunately, fortunately, the results, I think, quite get the results I was expecting, um, but the only result I did find was that father authoritarianism was positively correlated with self-criticism, although correlation is not causation. And this might be due to the kind of study I did. I mean, I just, I'm asking college students to, even though they didn't understand what the questionnaire was for, they were rating their parents. So, you know, there are there some methodological problems there, but I didn't have a whole lot of resources to do the study. Um, if I could do the study over again, I might do something like, you know, have a, maybe a younger child interact with the parent and, you know, maybe classify the parents based on this interaction. And then maybe get the kid to take a self uh self-criticism questionnaire later on and see if I could find the connection there. So, I mean, that's uh, basically what, what my study was about. I mean, I didn't find everything I wanted to, but I found a lot of interesting stuff there. And that's about all. I mean, if anybody has any questions, I can clarify
1: that. So, uh, just to to reiterate, and, and thank you so much, this is, this is very interesting. So, we have uh, the authoritarian, the permissive, and the democratic or authoritative parents. Uh, is, uh, is it completely unfair for me when you sort of, the, the link that, that uh, you'd sent to me was democratic parents help children learn to be responsible for themselves and to think about the consequences of their behavior. They do this by providing clear, reasonable expectations for their children and explanations for why they expect their children to behave in a particular manner. They monitor their children's behavior. This is actually, this is your approach to marriage, Right. Uh, They monitor their children's behavior to make sure they follow through on rules and expectations. They do this in a warming, loving Anna, blah, blah, blah. Uh, They often try to catch their children being good and reinforcing the good behavior rather than focusing on the bad, sweetie. Sorry. Um, For example, the child who leaves her toys on a staircase may be told not to do this because someone might trip and get hurt and toy might be damaged. As children mature, parents involve children making rules and doing chores. Who will mop the kitchen floor and who will carry out the trash? Parents who have a democratic style give choices based on a child's ability for a toddler... The choice might be red shirt or striped shirt. For an older child, the choice might be apple, orange, or banana. Parents guide children's behavior by teaching, not punishment. You threw your truck at Mindy. That hurt her. We're putting your truck away until you can play with it safely. And whereas the authoritarian and permissive uh, parents um, are not that, uh, as I would say, nuanced, mature, and balanced, is it just my preference or perhaps bigotry to say that um, what I would call democratic or authoritative parenting would be classified as good parenting and the other parenting uh, styles not so much with the goodness. Is that unfair or is that a reasonable thing to say? Oh, sure. Uh, sorry if I
0: didn't clarify that. Yeah. Um, basically, what they have found is that with authoritative parenting, that that really is the best kind of parenting. And that tends to, in these studies, produce the best results, you know, in terms of uh, healthy attachment and and so forth, and uh, good outcomes for the children. Whereas the other two, not so much.
1: Right, right. Now, uh, it's interesting, so you found the positive correlation, though again, this is to stress that correlation is not causality, um, between authoritarian fathers and uh, a, a, a heightened degree of, of self-attack?
0: Uh, yes. So in other words, you know, the higher the scores of criticism, the more we tend to see... Um, authoritarian fathers there, so that could be a lot of these people who had highly authoritative authoritarian fathers, you know, who are very self-critical of themselves.
1: <laughs> no, you can't have daddy's microphone. I'm sorry, sweet dums. <laughs> just a little bit older before you can take over the show. This is authoritative, this is authoritative <laughs> parody. It's not democratic yet, sweet dumbs, because you're just too little, sweet dumbs. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because in about six months, you will actually be able to raise the maturity level of the program considerably. Yeah. 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 Sorry about that. All right. Um, so that, I mean, that that seems to me, it's, it's I mean, it's a reasonable theory, of course. I mean, that, that if you have an authoritative, because I told, because I said so kind of parent who has very high standards and is critical of children for not meeting those standards, that you would tend to internalize that and be very critical and not at ease with your own. Inevitable experiences of failure and setback and so on. Right. Right, right. Okay. And did you, just out of curiosity, did you do any correlations between the permissive uh, and um, self-attack continuum?
0: Yeah. um, You know, the thing is, it's really kind of hard to find a lot of uh, people with uh, very permissive parents. You know, usually you find authoritarian and authoritative there, but... Permissiveness is kind of low with college students for some
1: reason. Sorry, I'm not being quite authoritative enough with my child. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and did, uh, do other people have uh, questions that they would like? Uh, uh, I think you've been kind enough that after your um, paper is in, you would consider putting it uh, somewhere available to our listeners because I certainly would like to look at it more and go over sure. your math with a fine-tooth comb. Just kidding. Certainly. Oh, also I wanted to mention that
0: you know, a lot of a lot of these studies in self-criticism they they tend to use females and they tend to talk about the mothers. There tends to be this um study, the daughter mother bond, because that they consider that the most strongest bond. Yeah, so that, that's uh, studied a lot, and and a lot of uh, the few uh, childhood studies I looked at, it was mostly from the mother, so what we were expecting in this study, one of my hypotheses, was that females would be more highly self-critical than males, but we didn't find any significant difference, and mothers were, you know, mother authoritarians were not shown to have any uh, influence on self-criticism. So the uh, father authoritarian self-criticism is a little uh, surprising for me.
1: Right, right. You had mentioned also, if I remember rightly, the correlation between authoritative parenting, self-attack, and depression.
0: Uh, Yes. In general, uh, self-criticism tends to be uh, talked about as a vulnerability to depression. You know, that just means, you know, the self-critic does try to maintain their their ego and their self-esteem, but they do it in a maladaptive way, so they tend to uh,
1: fall into depression a lot. And do you know uh, any of the sort of theory uh, or studies behind that? Uh,
0: again, Adler does talk about that. It's, I mean, it's essentially you know them trying to cope with the world. You know, after their parents have. They did what they did to them, you know, with the high criticism. They have this habit of um, setting their own standards and everything to try to keep their ego and everything in line. But they tend to, you know, fall off or whatever. They'll set high goals. and It doesn't work. So they attack themselves, if that makes any sense.
1: Right. It's sort of the exhaustion that comes after the self-attack can be characterized as a kind of depression. And a hopelessness about ever escaping the self-attack or a hopelessness about ever meeting the standards that provoke the self-attack. Right, yeah. I'd also try and make the suggestion as well that if you can wrap the actual facts in enough of a carousel slash whirligig of metaphor and tangents until people can't actually find the facts and are just so bewildered by all the distractions that they just kind of give up and agree, I think that you really will have achieved the empirical standards that this show consistently tries to provide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. See, see, I, I, you know, a deficiency of self attack could absolutely characterise my approach to empiricism. But um, we can perhaps talk about that another time when I'm ready for a good long cry. <laughs> yeah, good luck with it, and do do let us know how it goes. Congratulations! I think it's a really, really exciting thing to be doing. Thank you very much. Did anyone else have any other questions for the divine Mr. J on this uh, topic or uh, related topics?
2: I had a couple questions, if that's all right. Sure. Um, well, uh, I, w- I was kind of wondering if you could go over some of the um, the, the findings that you weren't expecting.
0: And- uh, well, yeah, sure. Um, we used a main uh, analysis. It's called a regression analysis. It's... It's kind of complicated to go into, but that was the main analysis where we um I was trying to get the findings that were hypothesized basically uh everything else except for the correlation I was talking about earlier, everything else was not significant so for example we uh looked at we examined the self criticism of the males and the females they're not significantly different you know and um
2: was was that one of the things that you had hypothesized before starting this study? Yes, uh, I had a set of hypotheses.
0: Uh so for example, the self-criticism literature would predict that females would be uh more self-critical than males for reasons I can explain if you'd like. <clears throat> we didn't find that in this study and it could could be just the uh the participants we had. Yeah. Um I was expecting that at least one authoritarian parent would have some, you know, connection with um with self criticism. And there was a correlation, but I was looking for something a little stronger than that. And uh, that was a little interesting. Uh the self criticism literature mostly dealt with mothers and children and and they would would predict that You know, mothers would heavily influence self-criticism, but that was not found in the study. Mm. Either way, I mean, authoritarian mothers were not influencing of high self-criticism. Authoritative mothers, just go the other way, were not influencing low self-criticism.
2: Did you do do any kind of – I don't know if it would be – Follow up or speculation, or what it would be as to why you think that happened, what 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 that means.
0: Uh, no, I I did kind of do some uh, descriptives in there, and I got some numbers, uh, other numbers in there. I mean, uh, I I did found some things like you know males tended to uh, you know have. Uh, a little, a little stronger, though, although not significant, they tend to have a lot stronger uh, uh, high, high self-criticism and a lot stronger responses to authoritarian fathers.
2: So, so that finding then actually is not just insignificant, but runs completely counter to your expectations.
0: Yeah, in a way, I mean, it's kind of going along the direction that authoritarian parents would influence self-criticism, just. Yeah, kind of not where I thought it would go. If yeah. that makes any sense, you know.
2: Right, but you were you were expecting females to be more self-critical, and instead you you found males more self-critical. Is that correct? Well, they um,
0: they were a little more self-critical, but not significantly more self-critical. Right. If that makes any sense.
2: Not not enough to be significant in the study is what you're saying. Is that right? Right.
0: Yeah, and not not any more than would chance would okay, predict. So what's
2: yeah. what's what's the what sort of the the bandwidth of significance?
0: When- uh, yeah. Usually, when we do significance, we um on all of our significance tests, we usually put it at a .05 level, which means that if something is significant, there's there's only like a, like a 5% chance that, you know, if we do this study over and over again, there's only a 5% chance that it's just due to chance mm. and not that there's an actual effect there. And if it's not significant, it's it's greater than
2: 0.05. Just a couple more questions. Sure. Um, how How did you decide, how did you categorize these three sort of parenting styles. How did you decide when respondents sent you the responses back that this particular respondent belongs in the authoritarian pile as opposed to the permissive pile, and that sort of thing?
0: Sure. Uh, there's uh, uh, If you read the literature in the um, parenting styles, uh, they, they do use a, a questionnaire that's designed for that. And mm. the way this questionnaire works is there's like 20 questions on there and they'll give a statement, and then there's a Likert scale, which means there's like a 1 through 5, you know, 1 being strongest, 5 being whatever. And uh, these these uh, questions are designed so there's various subscales. Like, you know, questions 1 through 10 are designed to ask questions about the authoritarian parent. And, you know, if they... And can, what you do at the end of it is you just uh, add up the subscales, add the add the
2: numbers up. Okay, so it's kind of it, it, they try to quantify answers to the questions. Right. Can, can you give me a typical question from
0: the, the parental authority questionnaire?
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm just, ty- just kind of curious if you don't mind. I hope this sure. isn't boring everybody else, but I'm kind of curious. what. It's no problem. A
0: typical question would be, while I was growing up, my mother felt that in a well-run home, the children should have their way in the family as often as the parents do. One, strongly agree. Two, disagree. Three, neither agree nor disagree. Four, agree. Or five, strongly agree.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. That makes sense.
0: And this one, this is from the uh, questionnaire designed with uh, with emphasis on the mother. The other questionnaire has the same questions, but with emphasis on the father. So that's how we got to both of them for both parents.
2: Oh, and and respondents had to answer both questionnaires, then. Yes. Oh. Okay. All right. That's that's interesting. no you said earlier that you you. You were disappointed at not having not being able to get to a younger age group of uh, sample set. Was there anything that you did to, to, I don't know, mitigate or take into account or um, like, uh, I don't know, how how did you deal with the fact that you were working with not an ideal sample set, right?
0: Well, uh, most of the time when you do research, you know, especially in college, I mean, uh, the best participants that you have available is uh, college students, and usually some are taking like an intro psychology course. Those are sometimes ideal for most studies. Um, This one probably wasn't ideal for this study because they are college students, and most of them might have moved out of their home and so forth. Um, Right. And do you are asking them about their parents. And according to my debriefings of everybody, nobody could guess the hypothesis. And they didn't really know exactly what I was trying to find out. They knew I was asking about the parents. So there might be a little bit of bias there. I mean, it is a little problematic. But, um, you know, <clears throat> given the resources I had at the time, that's the best that I could do. Right. But if I could do it over again, I would try to... Um, Pair off children with parents and see if I can get the information directly rather than sort of this indirect way because it is problematic for anybody to uh, find out about somebody's parents through the child in a questionnaire later on in, as an adult, if that makes any sense.
2: All right. It might also be interesting to take this to other departments right like give it to you know hard sciences students or math students or music students and see if you get any you know because people tend to gravitate toward those subjects as a you know, sort of as a um at least i did anyways as a reaction to what was going on at home right well.
0: So, right
2: that might be interesting
0: Uh, Somebody from the chat room asked, "I wonder what kind of results you get with participants in therapy." Well, that would be interesting. Although, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, if they're going to cognitive behavioral therapy, they might already be dealing with the self-criticism. So we're kind of not really getting the uh, probably get the results of it. You know, as if they weren't in therapy. You know, Uh, the purpose of my study was not to really cure anything, of course. It's just kind of trying to find out a little more information from it, whereas a clinical perspective would be trying to, uh, you know, uh, deal with the self-criticism. I hope that answers your
1: uh, question. Well, thank you. That was really, really interesting. I do appreciate that. And uh, do let us know when the thesis is done. I certainly give it an A, but I'm in Canada, so we give everything an A, A. So, uh, do we have another question, another comment, another issue, another problem, another bit of rank and random praise?